Would you like to reach our film and TV review podcast audience? Do you have a product or service of interest to film and TV home consumers or followers of the entertainment industry? Have a film or show production to publicize? For affordable price plans for all budgets, get in touch and find out about our introductory advertising options. Reach our audience of film and TV viewers and visit our site contact page at filmandtvreview.com, or you can email us at business at filmandtvreview.com. Reach out today. Welcome to filmandtvreview.com. Catch the latest film, TV and streamed show reviews every week. The views and opinions expressed by the authors and those providing comments are theirs alone. They do not reflect the views, opinions or position of film and tvreview.com or their respective parent companies or affiliates. Film and tvreview.com makes no representations as to accuracy, completeness, correctness, suitability, or validity of any information in this program and is for entertainment purposes only. Episodes may contain adult humor and language. For full terms and conditions see filmandtvreview.com. Um, hello and uh, welcome to a, a film and TV, TV review special. Uh, this one's on, uh, of course, uh, Ashoka, the uh, latest Star Wars live action series based on a quite a upcoming and popular character, I think first introducing the Clone Wars, and that's, of course, Ashoka Tano. And, you know, as a more of an old school fan, I kind of like you know, a bit more um, cautious about how this character was, you know, introducing it originally, how, how she was going to be quite a younger version, almost a very annoying little apprentice to uh, to Anakin Skywalker uh, back in the Clone War days. And mm. But I think gradually she's kind of like developed quite an interesting arc to her story and, and a reflection of the Jedi Order and where, you know, new members fall in and philosophies and all that. And it quite uh, uh, probably a interesting arc over the prequels and the original trilogy era and then where we are now with the Shoka. but uh, I kind of enjoyed her you know her arc and her character and that kind of won me over but um, so you know we first we'll just start with some good impressions of, of what we thought of this initial uh, series, live action series, another one by Disney Plus, the latest one, and the first two episodes were a premiere of a two-hour feature, episodes one and two. Uh, just thought we'll go around the room, joined by Richard and Noel, who's joined us today. Uh, okay. And ask what the initial impressions of Ashka is from the series, and maybe what we like about the previous animations, and whether they were done justice in this. So, um, Richard, do you want to start? Um, yeah, so, yeah. Um, the show itself. Um, so I'm always, let's say, uh, 
I'm not eager anymore to watch a TV, a Star Wars TV show, unfortunately, because in the last few years, uh, I think that we had a few, uh, few let down, a few disappointments, uh, in regards to not only Star Wars TV shows, but Star Wars property managed by uh, Disney. That being said, uh, I'm still happy to watch anything that is uh, uh, is in the Star Wars universe and see if maybe there is sometimes, somewhere, something good <laughs> that I can find. Um, I always have the counter example by, with Andor, which I was definitely not looking forward to. And in the end, it was, uh, I was proven wrong. It was a very good surprise. Um, in regards to Ahsoka, actually, it's a bit different, uh, because, and that's actually one of the main parts, I think, of our conversation is that if you watched Star Wars Rebels and Clone Wars, especially if you watched Star Wars Rebels, you'd be extremely looking for, forward to, to watch this TV show. I, I believe so anyway, uh, because Somehow, it felt, I mean, already in the trailers, but also when you look at it, it feels like it's almost like the fifth season of Star Wars Rebels. Um, and that's why I understand, because I read online, obviously, different reviews of different people, and I can see how divisive this show is already after two episodes. But the common, uh, the, 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 the common thing that I kept reading is the fact that, yeah, it's true, but if you are a fan of previous Dave Filoni's works on Star Wars, you will find something for you in this show. If you are not uh, familiar with his work, you might feel lost after five minutes, probably, uh, and also not interested in what's happening, and which is fair. Uh, fortunately for me, as I said, I, um, it's a bit different than other TV shows because I was a big fan of Rebels, I was a big fan of Clone Wars, and I was really looking forward to this show since it was announced, which I believe was back uh, during lockdown. I believe it was announced when actually there was like December, November of some year, I don't know, when Kevin Feige was very proud to announce all this. And Kevin Feige and also Kathleen Kennedy was very happy to announce a thousand TV shows for MCU and a thousand TV shows for Star Wars. Uh, during like I don't know for something for the shareholders I think of Disney and of all the projects that's the one that caught my eye um, and um, why is that is because I think that Star Wars Rebels was a very uh, a, a strong addition to the Star Wars universe it has great characters uh, great new characters that prove that actually it's possible to bring new stuff to the Star Wars universe and do it right the group of Rebels and Star Wars Rebels all of them were very interesting and in this show in Ahsoka there's a good chance we see most of them. Um, I will not get into uh, my theories yet, etc. I will just do uh, like a quick uh, presentation. But yeah, we are following obviously Ahsoka Tano and um, apparently her apprentice, for what I understand, um, Samin Ren, uh, who was part of this crew of Star Wars Rebels. Uh, Samin Ren, who is a Mandalorian, I think so, anyway. Um, and uh, well, well, actually, I have to talk about this. Uh, well, their main goal, I don't know actually if it's true what I'm saying. Yeah, uh, the main goal of Asuka Tano is to find Amiral, uh, Great Amiral Thrawn. And in a way, that's <laughs> my personal opinion, she's manipulating Sabine Ren to get her help because 
she's saying that if we found find Great Admiral Throne, we will find Ezra Bridger, who is not a member of the Star Wars Rebels crew. And at the end of Star Wars Rebels, the animated show, he and Great Admiral Throne were, let's say, teleported somewhere in the Union regions. So we don't know where they are for the last, I don't know, 15, 20 years. Who knows? No, actually, I'm not sure I understand actually the the chronology of the timeline of events uh, between these shows. But anyway, for a very long time. And since Sabine is very close to this Ezra guy, uh, she's definitely, uh, after some hesitation for some reason, she definitely uh, joins uh, Ahsoka in her journey. And um, and so that's the part where it's definitely appealing to Star Wars Rebels fans and it's the continuation of Star Wars Rebels. But if it was only that, I think it would be boring because it will be uh, the same mistake that Disney has done in the past, which is only relying on previous Star Wars characters and previous Star Wars stories. But why I actually enjoyed this show more than other TV shows from Disney or movies from Disney is that actually I believe that Dave Filoni is trying finally to expand the Star Wars universe with this show, he's going to try to expand not only in regards to locations that we've never seen, but also even stories that we've never seen on the screen. Um, because this galaxy is pretty big, and apparently Disney forgot that this galaxy is pretty big. Uh, <laughs> and Dave Filoni apparently remembered that this galaxy is pretty big. So uh, if yeah. what was implied in these two episodes is right, what, what I believe it's implied is what I think it is they're gonna probably talk about ancient ancient history of the galaxy and also probably even other galaxies other civilizations and that will be i think a great addition and that might actually um, push the interest uh, uh, and push actually the the fan base of star wars in the right direction but uh, yeah, that's uh that's my two cents yeah it looks good a lot of money has been spent on this noel um, Ashoka. I know you're a long time Ashoka fan from the series. Did you meet all your expectations with Ashoka in, in this? Finally met. Disney finally got it right. I should have bet money on this because every single plot point in both episodes I predicted beat for beat, and I wrote it down, and it's here. Just everything that I thought would happen happened. Um, I knew I never liked Rosario Dawson as Ahsoka. I like Rosario Dawson as Maureen and, and other characters she's played. But um, no, I hate they always do this thing in movies where they have a character who's now 20 years older and now has a watered down personality. Um, and they did that to, I think, literally every character in this. So I don't like like this Ahsoka. I'm like, where's her spunky personality? People just don't turn 40 and lose their personality, uh, no matter how much trauma they have. So I don't really like her as Ahsoka. She tries to do some like physical movements that remind me of Ahsoka, but it feels like a girl in a school play who's playing Ahsoka. Um, also with the casting thing, I thought the guy who played Aladdin in the live-action Disney remake, they said he was going to be Ezra. But that turned out not to be true, I guess. It's a different guy. So that was weird. Um, also, did they say they killed Ezra? Because no, I... There's, a, there's only a theory about this, I think. A theory, okay. Because yeah. it's just like, why? Like, if they're going to put all the characters, put all the characters, or like, it's just, it's kind of bizarre how they, you know, 
played that out. I didn't like Rebels, though. I found it to be... I know people really like it, and that's fine. I watched up till, like, season four of it. Um, But in general, I wasn't a fan of it. But the character, the actors playing the characters did not remind me of the characters in the show, which was a problem. I did like the Mon Calamari that was there, though. That made me happy. We need more Mon Calamari and aliens and things. Um, Also, the costumes look so like they were from Target or Primark or like they just look very generic. Um, like every character looks like like their clothes aren't from Star Wars. It looks like just regular clothes, which is weird. But you can buy some of the stuff at Galaxy's Edge, so I guess it's just slightly Star Warsy enough to resell. I did like the guy uh, Ray Stevenson, I believe is his name, who was Blackbeard and Black Sails yeah. in this. Yeah. Are they going to? Is the guy who passed away, right? Yes, he did. Unfortunately, yeah. Um, yes, I wonder correct. if they're yeah, going to recast him or if his character is going to get killed off or what's going to happen there with him. But um, I guess we'll have to find out. I do like his character so far, though, so that's good. Um, I found the plot to be similar to A New Hope with the let's go search for someone and then with Rogue One um, also, but also with Rise of Skywalker which is generically known as the worst Star Wars movie, Kathleen Kennedy has a map fetish because literally every new Star Wars media involves some map that you can buy at Galaxy's (laughs) 99 All of them. I don't even know what's going on. I literally rolled my eyes, paused it, did some pacing, and then sat back down. What is with the maps? Like I don't even. Like, I think it's worse. I think it's worse than the maps. I think it's the MacGuffin parts, but it's true what I didn't like as well. No. I think it's the MacGuffin chase. That's yeah. That's, yes. that's the yeah. That's true. Yeah. Because they make money. Because you can buy them at the Disney store. That's why it's the, <laughs> the MacGuffin. But yeah, I just found all the plots. It feels like I don't know how to describe it. Like the quintessential Disney Plus show. Like everything that's always in a Disney Star Wars thing is here. And I don't think that's a good thing. That's why I kind of ranked it in the middle of all this the Disney Star Wars shows. Also, there were two maps in it so far. Got and then we maybe we'll get a new map each episode, and then you can buy a massive set of them and display them. Um, I find it interesting that the uh, the government that from because I guess the rebels are building this new government, and it's already slightly evil or something. Of course it is, because these movies just have to be, ironically, very negative, I find. They just can't help themselves, but be the least happiest things ever. Um, I will say also, the um, it's not very subtle. Like, every time the Clone Wars or even the original six movies would do something to show you something, it would be subtle. And, like, the helmet shot of um, Sabine petting the cat, and then the helmet being right there is so not subtle. They could have made that more subtle, but didn't. Also, her wig is so bad. I don't know why. Like, it's very obviously a wig before she cut it, maybe after. Um, but yeah, yeah, and I feel like it's very slow, like that, like, like that. So um, I do like, yeah. though, the lightsaber hooks are more old fashioned, like in the original trilogy, and not the cleft tech clips, like in the prequel trilogy. So they're slowly coming back to their roots. But yeah, this just feels like every other generic Disney show. Like, you could line this up with Mando, Boba Fett, Obi-Wan, and it wouldn't stand out to me. Like, nothing says this one is different to me. It kind of, like, transitioned from his, of course, 
animated series which was getting more cinematic and then i think you can't quite take a costume from an animated show and put it plonk it straight into live action it just looks like you've just said the problem is not the the rebels costumes don't look like the animated ones the problem is like compared to the prequels or the originals or even the sequel movies they look very generic like they like it's not that they don't look like their animated counterparts it's that they look like just earth clothes and not like you know the original movie clothes yeah like when you watch the originals they look so unique those clothes and that's not the case with these that's my problem yeah i I mean there's a bit more a lived in real life how how real more costume-esque like uh, as a character who'd be living in an environment like that would be but it Mm -hmm. is yeah i think a bit more thought into how you translate them into a cinematic live action environment probably needs a bit of looking at the pacing you're right was the there are some very long shots where you are walking and you're looking and you're turning this and that and it's like well you even could look at the original i'll just add a little there was a little watching a documentary yesterday on, on you know the making of star wars and just how edited it was for then 97 it is jump 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 pace 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 you you kind of join a scene when mm. you're right in the middle of it rather than right at the start then you get to what's happening and then you end it it's, it's a bit of a pacing issue on, on that and especially with a like it's eight episodes and this it's it, it i think it really needs to come in right from the gecko and jump straight to what's happening because i think okay. there's a lot of actually can i give a counter argument make... about what you just said jason can, can i say something this series about... with the, you know sure sure no no because you said actually the eight episodes part and actually, again, I, I'm surprisingly actually the only one who defend this show. That I, that's I'm out of character here. But uh, um, actually, the fact that actually it's eight episodes, it gives me a bit of hope because they use these pilots in two parts to set things up. Uh, everything is now in kind of motion. They are embarking on their journey by do. But the last scene by doing like the exact same scene at the end of Rebels, and that's it. We are on journey. So now they have like I don't know six episodes. I want to say six hours. No, it's not going to be six hours. It's going to be six times half an hour probably yeah. of uh, of a show, which is much better when you think about it than, for example, this wonderful show called Obi Wan Kenobi that was six episodes long and nothing happened for five episodes and a half. So hopefully, mm-hmm. in that in a, in that way things will become straight interesting straight uh, in the third episodes. That's my... I'm crossing the fingers here, but maybe might be right now. I think you're right that the less episodes will be better Stop. because the longer see, the longer ones uh, or the more amount of episodes tends to decrease in quality, so they're forcing it to be as condensed as possible. So I think you're right that it could be you know better because of that. Ah, so you agree with Jason? Hmm? Well, no, it's, <laughs> you, I think it's. Um... You, agree, you agree with Jason or, or with? Yeah, you? these are Sorry. two. I think she's halfway in the middle. I think. I think she's optimistically, you know, with the pacing. <laughs> I think we can give this these two a pass. I I'm mean, saying that this will be terrible. better than like something... a show that gets four percent on Rotten Tomatoes. That's not saying that. Okay, what are the okay. ratings for Book of Boba Fett and everything else? <laughs> but that's like a common complaint with all these shows is that there's just so much time. I, I think because there's been a lot of. Yes, it's uh, very much. Um, I think we've we've been here where you've had some great one or two 
two episodes and then it kind of falls flat in the middle and I hope this won't I, I have a bit more optimism with Dave Filoni maybe orchestrating he knows the characters he knows how a series works animated or not and with the story arc where you need to be it'll probably give it a bit more shape this series I mean I, I can't say it's it's bad it's not it, it's actually it's probably the the more optimistic looking if I'm looking as a Star Wars fan than I have been for a while um uh, production value is always quite good anyway across the board but it's um we've lost a lot of goodwill from a lot of fans along the way to get to this point so uh i hope it's enough what they've got going but um i i will agree with noel on this point maybe with rosario dawson i don't think she's the right casting for this i i'm probably a minority she's a good actress but i I, I agree on that part i agree with both of you to be honest maybe it's inescapable yeah it it is inescapable maybe because of the time frame because we're talking about five years after uh, return of the jedi so we're talking maybe you know 25 years past uh you know the clone wars or whatever it is you know it's like so she's an older character but I, I, there's something if you look at the clone wars how maybe her best story her best part of her arc was when she was young and then discovering how disillusioned she was with the jedi order and why she left and it was so that's what made her character quite intriguing viewpoint to look at to say look things are not so great on the the good guys and quote that we, what we have here and maybe this is why we have this great guy or one has to explore what the force is to them and even luke goes through this whole process when we meet up with him you know even in the sequels he's more disillusioned than he was at, to begin with but uh sequels um, don't count those it, aren't real it, 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 <laughs> i mean you know what we got some it does seem promising uh, if, uh, Thomas if you've got anything that you want to add on if, you know did you like the series or um I thought if you're a fan was... or yes or no so far uh, so far I really enjoyed the continuation of Webbles the storyline that started in Webbles and I really enjoyed the new take of the character including a circle on how stoic she is it had more to the mysterious aspect to her character and what the and we haven't we don't even know what she's been through been through since Rebel because a lot had happened since Rebel an entire war had started and ended. So I want so I'm hopeful that we'll find out more what she went through during this Galactic Civil War. And I thought with Sabine, she would she would okay. Yeah. I thought the actual were good but there's something about her portrayal that felt all right for me. Hera was spot on. Chopper was spot on. And it was great to see Ryder Azadi in in live action. And why, with, regarding the entire map situation, it was a bit of a, a, bit of a Monday jumbo sort of stuff. You know, classic Star Wars. Wars, Wars. Regarding Ray Stevenson's betrayal of, of Balon Skull and his apprentice, I can't wait to see more of those two characters, including the Inquisitor, Maroc. But coming back to the maps, I, I enjoyed the callback to earlier Star Wars stories from April 4 and 9. But I, and the, uh, but yeah, the opening of April 1, I enjoyed it on how it harkened back to April 1 with 
the two world figures that come into a spaceship and they call Havoc. Real quick. Right. That episode two, they they want to I didn't understand what why did the period why did the worker in in that were working on on the Grand Admiral Thorn Lady, her character on her spaceship. Why were they imperial? Why didn't the New Republic employ people who loyal to the court rather than the Empire? That didn't make sense to me. I found bizarre. Why would the New Republic? Did, did you say? Did you say, Thomas? Sorry, Thomas. Did you say that you didn't understand why the New Republic would hire people who were still loyal to the Empire? Yes, I did say that. Yeah, I, I think actually it was a smart. In my opinion, I think it was pretty smart. It's a bit like this episode in The Mandalorian Season 3. The one episode that is not about The Mandalore and it is on Coruscant. And it's about the rebuild of the New Republic. Well, the rebuild, the start of the New Republic. And obviously, I actually like that part because it's the politic part of Star Wars universe. The idea that people, let's forget about politicians, etc. People um, cannot switch from one day to another, uh, from whatever, from one political regime to another, from any dictatorship to republic, whatever. And uh, and I was, ta- we did, a, we talked about Mandalorian. I was taking the, I was comparing with the French Revolution, and that people think that the French Revolution happened only in one day, in July 14, 1789, but actually it took literally between ten to forty years. For the people actually to go from the monarchy to a real republic with so much chaos between, uh, especially with Napoleon, etc. So it's not completely crazy for me to see actually this told in Star Wars, saying that the people, there are still a lot of people actually are trying to follow the new regime, but their loyalties are still questionable, let's say. Let's say. I, I never thought to see it that way. Yeah, I, I, I always sorry. I just, I always Cause... actually like that um, political part I, I, maybe, of, the, of, of Star Wars. But, yeah. I, I think it's. I think Disney finds it a bit troubling to really address these shades of grey and transition and midpoints. I, 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 there seem to be hints. Even Ashoka herself, initially, her character was born out of this whole grey area of. You know, a Jedi lost away, and even you know Count Dooku is the same, and even I would say Bailis kind of shows uh, the Ray Stevenson character kind of shows he's maybe he doesn't agree with what we have now, but maybe he's not fully with you know wants an empire again, but rather he wants there's a dissatisfaction with the status quo and wants to eke out you know a third option almost, but they get trapped in the middle, and there was always. Uh, I, I would say with the Lucas time, with the with the prequels, he he was even you know um, addressing that more more head on with with the Dooku character, and it was um, Disney maybe doesn't do it so well, but maybe with Dave he tends to. So I think as we get this shift with Disney, maybe into the people who kind of know their law and how to make things, how to start exploring these more you know more uh, gray threads of good and bad and so forth it makes it for much more interesting characters to evolve and and it gives a bit of hope to exploring and making star wars as a talking point or that kind of arena for it and that's the most interesting things to mine um i think the disney era 
didn't or rather with the sequels they tended to withdraw back from that but it, it could be the an interesting exploration of it. The only thing I don't maybe wouldn't be if I'm an, uh, an assassin or rather a traitor and I'm about my cover's about to be blown and I've just got to take out maybe some of my uh, some of these rebel scum. I don't go announcing for the Empire as soon as I start shooting. Maybe mm -hmm. afterwards I could shoot then say it but maybe don't say it before I'm going to shoot. It it kind of blows my cover a bit but that's my own point. Um, talking about weapons I, I think there's uh, a bit of a maybe another talking point elephant in the room and i'll get straight to the let's say lightsaber tip call, point of the i'm gonna copyright this i'm gonna copyright this just as i said i'm gonna call it the quiet <laughs> the quiet gonjin recurring humiliation in star wars and you will see what i'm talking about Go ahead, Let, let's talk about we yeah it's time it's time to we talk about quiet gonjin and maybe how some Jedi should really just shake off their injuries. Um, because I think we there is an incidence <laughs> here where we get a bit of lightsaber use. And not the first time in a Disney series, or Star Wars Disney series, a good old lightsaber to the chest or to the abdomen. And it really is not as fatal as one would believe it would seem. <laughs> yeah, um, how? What, how? Is it bother you a bit? Maybe Qui-Gon uh, honestly, the, the, my problem, I don't know. I the, the first episode ended on this. That's the last shot. But actually, <laughs> she is like on the floor, and you think, wait, did they just kill Sabine Wren after one episode? And it took me five seconds to realize, obviously not. And I was thinking because, <laughs> I mean, the marketing campaign, this actress was at Star Wars Celebration a couple of years ago. I was thinking, no, no, it can't be. I was thinking, are they going to do the same mistake they did the other time? Did you think? And they did even worse, to be to honest. To make point. Because the, 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 <laughs> the last time in Obi-Wan stuff, maybe it's this girl, who I forgot her name, yeah. who was some kind of Sith Inquisitor or something. And I think this one, oh, she was stabbed yeah. twice, and she survived. That, they're correct. So now, no. apparently, um... being stabbed with, dark, uh, with a lightsaber, you just have to go to the ER. And in 24 hours, you are good to go. They don't hey. make lightsabers like they used to. They <laughs> keep changing the rules. <laughs> but with Qui-Gon, and, uh, and Obi-Wan was fighting Darth Maul, and it took time for him to defeat Darth Maul. And when he went to Qui-Gon's side, he said, it's too late. When in this, in Rebel, in, not Rebel, Ahsoka, uh, the Ahsoka and her team, her ship, were on their way to drive Hattie back away from Sabine Wren. So, and, and Hattie just ran off because he knew that he'd be outmanned by Ahsoka. So are you and saying he, it's a question of time? Yeah. A question of a time? Quite gone to the If there was like a, a medical pod or whatever to take Quite gone straight away, it would have survived. True, but Darth Maul would in the way. But well, she may have had some skill like uh, force healing or or first or force band aid, which probably is has to be canon by the end of this sentence. Uh, will be, <laughs> it's going to be maybe some emergency medical kit. I look, um, to be fair, maybe there she was in a quick attendance to her to to Ren. So 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 maybe some emergency members just just in case. But um, I can't quite maybe explain where the for the Inquisitor in the Obi Wan series. I think she did get quite. Disembowel quite well, and but has some. Who could, knows? Could they could have just like injured her for another time. Because like, but, uh, how, how, 
And because in Attack of the Clones, Obi-Wan and Anakin both get injured fighting Dooku. Neither of them just get kebobbed. They they just get like slashed and that's yeah. enough. But like yeah. they could have just done that, but you know, they wanted to go the dramatic stab <laughs> like Romeo and Juliet route for some reason. Um yeah. yeah. I also was it wasn't really made clear to me how Sabine got down like and up, like she gets knocked off, I think, part of her high building and then ends up on the lower half and no one explains how that happens also did she just like leave her lost cat for a minute it's like i don't know it just the dots didn't connect for me but um i'm happy they didn't show her being perfect with the lightsaber because i would have like rolled my eyes if she was like perfect with the lightsaber the first yeah. time yeah that's, yeah but that's actually a, an improvement from the movies actually but she's not perfect straight away without actually uh, almost like two years of training but, yeah Exactly, exactly. We like seeing the struggle. It reminded me a bit of how like Luke was fighting um in Empire when he first meets Vader and he's had very little training and he's trying to like swing it around. Like that's what it reminded me of. The the problem with well, again, we are joking about this, but the problem with this moment at the end of the first episode and the things about Obi Wan is that now there is not much uh, suspense. <laughs> we, yeah. we, we, it, when people are fighting with lightsabers, it's gonna become like the island uh, movie and TV show. Is that actually the only way to make sure that you kill someone? You have to decapitate him. <laughs> him. Yeah, yeah. That's the only way, yeah. apparently. Because everyone can survive anything else unless apparently. you're a background clone or droid or something. Exactly. Yeah. 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 So yeah, I was just gonna say yeah. Well, what what is uh, I mean, I think. It, Generally, we're quite intrigued by this series. I think there's more open possibilities, despite yeah. some comments saying it's a bit mere, a bit pacing, and a bit of fighting's a bit, you know, a bit, you know, over the top. But it's rather, yeah. it has more promise I than think so. series I've seen for a long time. It, it, what Noel was mentioning before, all the things that he mentioned, actually, you can only agree with her now. Bad being, I'm not being sarcastic. I'm serious. <laughs> bad being said, uh, again, I insist on the fact that I have a feeling that compared to again, uh, Obi Wan for me was a disaster because mm-hmm. it felt completely uh, without any reason to exist, literally. Mm-hmm. And uh, we knew where all the characters were going. We know how they're gonna end up 15 yeah. years from there. So what was the point of this thing? Yeah. At the opposite. Uh, and the, the uh, op- uh, oppositely for with Ahsoka, at least, at least, I have a feeling. Although you're gonna tell me, but yeah, well, thirty years later, they're all gonna die. Yeah, all right, but but um, when you think about it, um, in my mind, because I have a great imagination, what they are setting up right now is not only what's happening in the terrible movies, <laughs> but also what's gonna happen afterwards. And that's what I'm hoping that's gonna is happening right now. But Lucasfilm is that mm-hmm. they are giving all the power to Dave Filoni to actually to literally shape the future of Star Wars for all these projects that they announced. But actually, that if there is one mind supervising everything, there is there is hope. Let's say. What they are doing is creating more maps that you can buy at Galaxy's Edge. <laughs> That's what they're actually doing. I did think, though, that not that the acting was bad in this one, but Obi-Wan was more dramatic. So I think the actors got a chance to be more actory and dramatic versus here. They're just kind of like, you know, whatever. It's just 
you know. Not that it's bad, of course, but it just isn't as dramatic as Obi-Wan. Maybe that's a good thing, though. Yeah. I think I think some of the uh, acting across is a bit flat on here. It's kind of like yeah. a fungry thing. And I know Stoic is, is what, uh, you know, Ashoka's supposed to be at this point in her time. But it, it did seem she just seems to be more reacting to dialogue rather than actually being at the forefront of or even a protagonist which we'd seen in earlier in the earlier part of her life but maybe that's a reflection of her role i, I think the more exciting it, it 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 serves as a good kind of base for new characters whether they are sif apprentices or her own apprentice and it seems more lively and more maybe you know exciting points will be in their hands or you know as we follow them at least it seems to be another avenue almost like the world between worlds of yeah. where these characters can be and a bit more open-ended. So uh, another war on another front, it, it, it's quite interesting, quite honestly. So it opens up the galaxy and the universe up again, which is a good thing. I'm very hopeful. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks to Richard, Noel, and Thomas joining me. And we'll see you next time. We hope you enjoyed this film and TVReview.com episode. Catch the latest film and TV reviews, together with regular episode content from the world of film and TV every week. See you soon. Would you like to reach our film and TV review podcast audience? Do you have a product or service of interest to film and TV home consumers or followers of the entertainment industry? Have a film or show production to publicize? For affordable price plans for all budgets, get in touch and find out about our introductory advertising options. Reach our audience of film and TV viewers and visit our site contact page at filmandtvreview.com, or you can email us at business at filmandtvreview.com. Reach out today.